episode one two hold on almost <laughs> i panicked for i panicked for a second and thought my audacity wasn't going but it was okay i'm good welcome to episode 201 of the whatnots review show where every week we pick a story and we talk about it this could be a movie tv series anime comic book audio drama all kinds of entertainment we watch it read it listen to it and then we come back here and we discuss it my name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by my co-captain, Kyle Springer. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing fine. How was your weekend? It's been good so far. Uh, did a whole lot of nothing yesterday, which w- felt good. It was like my Ooh. first day that I felt like I could finally just relax since I moved uh, out here to Oklahoma. Yeah, it's been it's been good. It's been good. It's Easter weekend. The it weekend is. that we are recording this. I have no plans for Easter. Right. I um, never have. Yeah. I eat one egg. <laughs> A single egg to keep the bunny away. <laughs> well, I, I can eat as many as I want, but I make sure to include at least one in my day. There you go. There you Get go. that egg power. How festive. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, speaking of gods, kind of, <laughs> that's, that's kind of what we're, we're, sure. we're here to talk about okay. today. <laughs> speaking of people who are very big and buff and strong and probably eat like four dozen eggs, uh, today we're talking about some Thor comics. Yeah, Thor. <laughs> Specifically, Thor, goddess of thunder. Uh, so if you yes. did not know, God is a woman. Uh, here on the show this week. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Thor, goddess of thunder. Melissa, you pitched this one. What inspired you to pitch these? We just did episode 200 last week. And to honor this milestone, I thought I would go back to the very first episode you and I recorded together, which actually I think it was episode four of the review show because mm-hmm. you did a couple by yourself before I hopped on. Uh, the first thing we talked about was the Infinity Gauntlet graphic novel to prepare for the then upcoming Infinity War movie. Yeah. So I thought I would repeat that. And I pitched you a couple different Marvel comics that are the inspirations for upcoming films. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, we got Thor Love and Thunder coming up later mm-hmm. this year. I'm super excited for that one. Uh, still no trailer. At the date that we're recording. Still a mystery. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what's up with that or why we haven't gotten one yet, but uh, I'm I'm anticipating it and I'm so excited. I cannot wait. It'll be good. It'll be good indeed. Mm. Uh, But yeah, Thor, goddess of thunder. I I picked of of the ones you pitched. I picked this one. Uh, partly because I knew how good it w- was because I had already read mm. this. Uh, and I just I, I think these are just damn good comics. Um, yeah. Like at the at the end of the day, it's not without its issue. If you read them by themselves, man, I just I, I, I think they're fantastic. Uh, and it happened to work out because I've been showing my girlfriend some comics and uh started her out with the runaways and then we read some of the event books like civil war and secret invasion and all that Mm. stuff and then slowly started to introduce her to characters she was interested in and 
Thor was one of them. Captain Marvel was one of them. Uh, and mm. we've gotten up to the point where the next event book that we need to start, which we actually started this weekend, is Original Sin. Which I have right here. Original Sin. Yeah. Um, and it is long story short. It's a murder mystery in which the watcher gets murdered. Uh, Watu the Watcher, you guys might be familiar with if you guys saw Marvel's What If uh, series mm-hmm. on Disney+. Plus. Uh, and uh, yeah, there's some, some interesting revelations that come out of this b- 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 book. Uh, and one of them uh, causes Thor to become unworthy, and he cannot pick up Mjolnir. He cannot pick up his mm-hmm. hammer. And so it's just sitting there on the moon. And Thor is crying and can't pick it up. And he's like, poor Kay, why? Uh, and, <laughs> and all of a sudden, this mysterious woman comes and picks it up and no one knows who, who it is. And that is where Thor, goddess of thunder, starts out. And yeah, yeah it's it's a re- really, really good series. I love Jason Aaron's entire run on Thor um, from the when he started the God Butcher um, story arc, Mm -hmm. which will also factor into Thor Love and Thunder. There's a number of titles I could have picked. This is just the one I'd heard referenced the most. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. From that to all the way through War of the Realms, and he still kind of did some Thor related stuff after uh, that, but he did a big, long, expansive run on Thor, and it was fantastic. I highly recommend going to to check it out. So when you pitch this, I was like, oh, we have to at at least get some of this. (laughs) Yeah, let's do that. So here we are. Yeah, we we read the first two volumes, and the second volume includes a lot of these one-off annual stories, which are fun to read. And it includes an original what-if story from 60s, 70s, I don't know when that I is. Believe. Okay, thank you. As old as America. Uh, it, and like this is a story Owatu tells us, not the kind that... Sounds like Jeffrey Wright, probably, but a different Space. one. Uh, Watu tells us, Time. what if J- what if Jane Foster picked up Mjolnir? What if she was Thor? And we see that play out for an issue. And I didn't know that this storyline had already happened in a what if. I thought this was the first time she ever did it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, the what if comics, as the name implies, yeah. are just these like hypothetical scenarios. What? Let's see how it plays right, out. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that this story was pulling from a, a previous what if. Right. I thought this was an, an original Jason Aaron's idea. Yeah. Uh, not that it isn't great. I did like reading both of those back to back. We only read the first two volumes of this because that is the standard amount of comics we give ourselves to read in a week. Mm-hmm. And so because the second volume includes that bonus story, includes this one off annual material, we didn't get a lot of the main storyline. <laughs> There's really eight issues of this oh. that, that we read. Um, yeah. And and then, yeah, there was the annual, which had uh, which was more of an anthology. It was three smaller st- stories yeah. in that. Uh, yeah. And then that what what if 
uh, issue, which, which is just a nice inclusion in in that yeah. collection to be like, see, is uh, don't be like this was one of those things, as I'm sure you probably could have guessed that as when the story was first coming out and news came out that Jason Aaron making Thor a woman. Uh, you know, there was all those people out there. But how, how, how dare he make Thor a woman mm. and not call her Thorette or Thoris or <laughs> something? And then they include this and they're like, actually, this has been a thing. They're like, don't get mad. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. And what's interesting is that when this mysterious woman picks up Mjolnir, Thor himself gives her the name. He's like, you should be Thor. Yeah. I'm, I won't be Thor anymore. Just call me Odinson. Which is wild that he gives mm-hmm. up. Like, I know his name has become, he is a god. He is a myth. He is this larger than life legend. He wants to just bestow that legendary status upon this new person. But for him to not have his own name anymore, it's like if Steve Rogers gave Sam Wilson the shield and said, you're Steve now. <laughs> I'm not Steve anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's good kind of an interesting comparison there yeah <laughs> um yeah this is i i i really enjoy these these books if if you cannot tell mm-hmm. i think these are fantastic the art is incredible russell dowderman uh on the pencils and i think matt wilson on the colors it just just does a phenomenal job um especially after following up uh, the artist on the previous Thor comics, which is of a more painterly style. And it gives this like very like storybook. That makes it sound childlike. It's not. It feels very godlike in a strange yeah. way if that makes sense but then yeah th- this is maybe a more traditional comic book style um but man it's just the the colors in this are so bright and vibrant mm-hmm. and it's just this is an amazing book so i highly recommend checking it out uh because this was fun to go back to and read so yeah there you go uh synopsis for people who uh, <laughs> might want to know a little bit more about this before we yeah. we dive in um so you yeah. already set up a lot of it i did the thor the context drop yeah. hammer can't pick up <laughs> hammer not thor anymore he thinks this bl- masked blonde woman be thor <laughs> indeed indeed um yeah so there there is this mysterious woman uh, masquerading around as Thor uh, and Thor himself is trying to figure out who it is. Uh, and he makes this yeah. big old list of all these women he thinks it could be. He's trying to cross off their names. Um, and meanwhile, Thor is the, the, the new Thor, the Thor goddess of thunder, yeah. uh, is is dealing with rocks on uh and they're up to no good uh and there's uh malekith who you guys might recognize from yeah. thor 2 um that he is up to no good as well he's making some business dealings with rocks on he's implying that yeah. there's a war coming there's some crazy stuff happening here 
Yeah, like the like King Lafay's skull had like came to Earth and is in like the private collection of the rocks on executive. And Malekith wants to make a deal to get that skull back and take it. They think back to, uh, the, you know, where the, the ice giant land, where the ice giants live and like reignite some ice giants. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so th th there's there's a lot happening in this book. Uh, I mentioned that Jason Aaron has a gigantic run on Thor. I think this is a good place to start, but it is also not the start of the run yeah. here that he does. So that's why it kind of feels like there's a lot <laughs> happening and you kind of come in on some things of just like, what is going on exactly here? What did Nick Fury whisper to Thor? He, I don't understand. Uh, if you want, do you know, Kyle? I do know. Do you want the context I... of that? Because it's not really yeah, spoilers later for on... this book. Yeah, go ahead and tell me. The audience can choose not to listen, but I would like to hear what it is. Sure. So I will say this is spoilers for original sin here at the end. Um, so. The Watcher was murdered. The Watcher, of course, watches all mm. these big, mega important events and he keeps yeah. records of these things here uh, and he gets murdered. Uh, and unfortunately, the person that murdered him was Nick Fury um, and Nick Fury takes the eye of the Watcher and gets all of these secrets and info and. I don't well, remember exactly on. how he yet. Yeah, yes. Um, I, I have a question. Com. Uh, number <laughs> number one. Does he literally take the eye out of Watu's head and put it in his own head? Because I think a Watu is a much bigger head much than a bigger human head. does. He does not stick the eye in his own head, though. That would be OK. OK. Amazing <laughs> if all of a sudden his like <laughs> head like stretched to fit. <laughs> That'd be weird. Um, but but uh, no, some, question two. OK. <laughs> How how do you kill a watcher? He had some special gun and then snuck up on him. <laughs> okay. So he takes the Different eye. gun. Somehow he gets yeah. all this info out, but it's all of these secrets. And then these secrets get out there in the world. And these are secrets that no one had really told anyone else. Sometimes the heroes themselves didn't really know these secrets um the like for example uh the spider that bit spider-man did not only bite him after he knocked it off it went and bit someone else uh and there's a character who goes by the name of silk uh who uh her name is cindy moon um she got bit by the same spider got the same powers uh but was I, I think somehow found and then locked away for most of her life all of this stuff for thor uh what happened is there's uh there's no longer nine realms there's ten there's a long uh -huh. lost realm and uh the realm is called heaven and uh in this there's a bunch of warrior kind of valkyrie like characters uh -huh. um and uh one of them that got trapped in there is thor's sister angela now 
what's even crazier? What's what's even crazier <laughs> is this character Angela, created by Neil Gaiman, appeared first in Spawn, the Spawn comics, what? which is not owned by Marvel. Um, I know Neil Gaiman wrote a Spawn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, yeah, he he made this character. She first appeared in Spawn. He had some legal battle with Image Comics about who owns the character, all this stuff. I think he eventually won and then took her to Marvel. She first appears in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, actually a long time ago here on the Whatnots, uh, on the first version of this podcast, the Whatnots Mm. podcast podcast i like that we also have our own complicated back mythology (laughs) yeah (laughs) um we we read the first two volumes of guardians of the galaxy i think right when the second movie was coming out i don't remember um that might not be it might have been when the first one was coming out but yeah uh there's an issue in those volumes that we read that this mysterious woman just pops up in space and we have no idea how she got there and all that stuff that is is her that is happening at the same time that original sin happens and all these secrets got got out and so boom magically here is this 10th realm and so upon finding out that the world is bigger than he knows it that he has a long long lost sister that uh Odin, his father has been lying to everyone for all this time. His world is shattered of just like this this is not what I thought life was okay all all that stuff, and that is what it's just it's the like it's complicated. How do I fit in this like that kind of existential crisis is what causes him to become unworthy. Interesting. So Thor, he did not actually do anything. He committed no crime. He did nothing wrong. Not at all. He's just having trouble coping with bad things other people have done. And that makes him less worthy to wield Mjolnir. And Nick Fury whispers it to to him in in Original Sin. Like there's this big fight at the end and Nick Fury gets right up to Thor and he whispers this. And you can't read the text. It's too small. You can't read it. And uh, it didn't, like he hears that and uh, immediately is just in shock and j- j- drops Mjolnir and there it sits on the moon. Thus begins Thor, goddess of wow. thunder. <laughs> That's not what I would have guessed the answer was. It's yeah, it's 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 uh, not as crazy as you might think, but it is also crazy at the same time mm. that there is this yeah. character that first appeared in, in Spawn, who's published by a different publisher with, with who's a, now here a in normal Marvel. human name. Yeah. These Angela. are my children. Thor, Loki, Hela, Angela. <laughs> yeah. And Steve. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's that's the 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 spoilers for original sin. OK, so there you thank go. you. There you go here. But um, yeah, that's about all I have to say for Thor as the Thor god of goddess of thunder cannot speak t- mm. today. Um, 
but yeah, do you have any kind of final spoiler-free thoughts before we jump uh-huh. into spoilers? I will say, as a newcomer, you know all this backstory. I've just, YouTube videos have told me there was once a series where Jane Foster was Thor, mm-hmm. which I, technically is a spoiler, but I feel like that's what everybody knows now because it's in all of these YouTube breakdown videos. They brought Natalie Portman out. She waved the hammer around at Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. We all know this. So coming to the series, knowing nothing more than just what people are pulling from it, just that people are pointing at it as a reference for Thor Love and Thunder. I was able to pick it up pretty easily. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is fairly newcomer friendly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there's enough in there to tease you about, oh, like what yeah. happened before this? What's going to happen after? Um, but, but yeah, well, it's, it's, a, it's a good place to start if you are in, in, interested in being like, I wonder what, what comics will influence uh, the, the, yeah. the new Thor movie here. So. Good stuff. I'm excited. Uh, but let's jump into a little bit of housekeeping first. Uh, and then after that, we can get into spoilers for this book. So we will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in the whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at the whatnots, patreon.com slash the whatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. We love you a lot and we thank you a ton for supporting us. It means a bunch. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. Like Melissa mentioned uh, previously, last week was episode 200 here on the show. Um, that was fantastic week. <laughs> Covered a Comedy Central show called Review. Uh, where the main character of the show reviews life experiences uh, and has to deal with things like divorce or murder, road rage, being Batman for a day, all of that good stuff. Um, On on top of that, uh, Crossplay has now been back for a little bit and Kingdom Hearts had their 20th anniversary. So we got a brand new trailer uh, for Kingdom Hearts 4. Uh, that was officially announced. All of that stuff. I'm super excited because I love Kingdom Hearts. It looks like Sora has finally grown into his gigantic shoes. Um, and on top of that, the captain's log uh, is now back up and running. Uh, we are 
sharing stories from our lives. We're preparing. You guys got to hear about my move a little bit, all the crazy stuff we've been up to. Uh, and we, I think in the coming week or two here, we might have another taste test uh, on the captain's log. Uh, so get excited for all of that. But I think that's about all the housekeeping. M Melissa, it looks like you're trying to fix your headphones. Are you good to go? Can you hear me? Can you do all of that stuff? Or do we need to take another quick break? We might need to take another quick break. So we will be right back. We are back from that little break. Uh, so I will. I, we're, we're good to go for spoilers here that's yeah. what's next so i will hit the spoiler alert button bam there you go spoilers for thor goddess of thunder mm -hmm. um man i i am excited i so i know th this one is in a strange position because like you kind of said i feel like most people already know the spoiler for yeah this one here just from yeah being around the Marvel Cinematic Universe and knowing that this new movie is coming out, that, uh, yeah, Jane Foster is back. And in mm -hmm. these comics, Jane Foster is Thor. Um, Which is surprising that that information is not made available to you up front. Like, I knew this so clearly going in. I feel like so many people know this. It takes like eight issues for her yeah. to actually reveal who she is. Nobody it, knows. Which, is interesting because comics only come out or t typically only come out once a month. So mm. if this took eight issues for us to find out, that took us eight months to find wow. out who it was. Um, and I, I, I remember when this was coming out in the single issues and this was the talk of the town of just like, who do you think it is? Like, is it this person? Is it that? But no, but he he Thor kissed him. So it, it, it can't be his mom. That'd be weird, right? right? Like they wouldn't yeah. do that. Um, and, and yeah, like we like we all just felt like Thor there with this big list of like, it could be this person. It could be who's worthy. Like, right. who, like, right. who I love his list. I love that yeah. one of the entries is Loki. Like, you don't know. Loki could be up to anything. You yeah. can never rule out Loki. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it is Jane Foster. Um, something that they allude to that they they mentioned here, especially at the end of, uh, I think, issue eight um, is when she transforms back she mentions that I mean, well i mean you saw her she has cancer she's sick mm. she's going through chemo uh mm. but she's taking chemo while she's in asgardia which yeah. is what asgard is currently called at this point in time in the comics there's a whole long history with mm. that that i'm not even yeah. sure of exactly um but uh She's taking chemo because she refuses the magic uh, that these Norse gods could give her and heal her. Um, but she wants chemo. But they also mentioned that the chemo like she's rejecting like her body is rejecting mm -hmm. the chemo. It turns out that when she becomes Thor, 
it gets rid of her cancer uh, and it like clears out her body. She's healed. She can do that. But when she turns back into Jane Foster, since it cleared everything out, the cancer comes back, but all the chemo does not. So it is it's like expelling all of the chemotherapy, uh, all all of Mm -hmm. the progress that they've made with that and that's why it's rejecting so being thor is kind Mm. of killing her um which is why at the end there she's she's like i'll do it even if it kills me uh Mm. stuff like that so um but but yeah that's that's the big reveal jane foster is thor um and she goes on to be thor for quite a while um and uh has 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 a has a has a good run she's no she's currently she's no longer thor but she is a valkyrie um oh okay that's nice yeah and uh you you have to die to become a valkyrie or can you do that while you're still alive i think god i don't remember typically i think you have to die but i could be wrong on that because i don't know how valkyries become valkyries exactly yeah i don't know because this has been my question like i've heard you know from new rock stars all these other videos like oh this is pull the thor love and thunder is going to pull from this run in the comics where jane foster becomes thor but she has cancer and every time she did to picks up the hammer it clears everything out of her body including the yeah. chemo so she can't heal i've heard this people keep telling me this i and like I said, we, we read these first two volumes and it didn't happen to take us very far into the story. I have no idea how this is resolved. No video I've seen has said, and then Jane Foster ended up beating it or, and then Jane Foster died. So I don't know what happens to her or I don't know if this is still like still happening in the comics. I don't know. I don't know what becomes of this initial premise. Okay. It's kind of still happening. Like she's, I, I don't remember if she dies or not, or how exactly she becomes Valkyrie. I think I, I have a vague memory of her dying, but I'm not certain on that. But yeah, she becomes Valkyrie. Um, she has a weapon that can kind of turn into any weapon she wants. Uh, she oh. has the power to now see people's like how long it will take or how impending their death is. There's this like floating sphere above everyone's head. Uh, and if it's Ooh. like big and gigantic and like the size of a planet, then like this, this guy's about to die. Like, but, 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 but wow. if it's small, then they're they're fine. Um, all that stuff. And yeah, she's. She's gone on her own adventures now. She has a magical horse whose name I don't remember, but it's also something. God, I love a funny. magical horse. Yeah, uh, it, it's 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 great. And the art in the, those books have been fantastic. So uh, she's she's still around. Doing her thing. Doing her good, thing. good. But, I'm happy for Jane Foster and her health. Yeah. Um. So yeah, what what let's let's what in Thor Goddess of Thunder do you want to start with here? Um it's just the mystery that we have. Yeah, we hear a lot of we see a lot of thought bubbles from mm-hmm. Thor, Goddess of Thunder. Uh 
sort of realizing how strange her predicament is. And it's interesting that she's got these thought bubbles that are drawn in normal typeface that sound like just normal human thoughts. And then her word bubbles are in the like gothic font with the hear me, all ye heathens. (laughs) These vows. (laughs) Right. Like she isn't consciously doing it. That's just how words come out of her mouth. Now that she is Thor, you have no choice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they do a good job really of f- honey that she, she's sitting there with like, her thought bubbles. Why am I talking like this? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like that her thought bubbles give her a lot of personality, but nothing that's specific enough to give you any clues. You do right. spend I and I don't know what it was like to read these issues as it was coming out. If it was a leading theory that this was Jane Foster, or if this did completely take people by surprise. She also doesn't, when she transforms, she's got, like, she's got a mask, so you can't really see her eyes, and she's got, like, beautiful golden Thor locks that everyone Mm -hmm. presumes, oh, that just comes with the hammer. If you're not blonde already, hammer will die you blonde. So, like, (laughs) you you could look like anybody. Well, he he mentions that the Thor, or that, that, that the hammer has transformed Thor's appearance before. So, ah, uh, yes, if yes. she wasn't blonde when he was a frog, yeah, it, it's potentially they don't have to be blonde to to be yeah, this. So yeah, could yeah, because I think I think she actually is also a brunette in the comics, too, right? So. I mean, I think maybe we have one old photo of her or something. I just presumed she looked like Natalie Portman had Natalie Portman hair, basically. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, it's 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 a good mystery. And I I think they're they they go through a couple people, right? They go through Freya, mm. through Lady Sif, through Jane Foster, just to kind yeah. of give you some like, is it this person? It could be like, where were you when this happened? Mm. You weren't there. Um all all this stuff. And like each one seems to kind of fit in their own way, but also doesn't. Yeah. Um so I, I it's it's a good mystery, but I don't know if it necessarily holds up in terms of like murder mystery standards of Agatha Christie or whoever. Right. right? It's just like, OK, that there's there's enough in here to give you clues, but they're not really clues. But they're also yeah. not really red herrings either. It's just yeah. kind of nothing at the end of the day. Yeah. Just yeah, it's not wondering. a mystery story, but it you follow Thor with his own private mystery of who the heck is this? Yeah. And the person he comes down, his final guess is the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent named Roz Solomon, who I've, mm-hmm. I've never seen before, but she seems cool. She like she's supposed to be on a vacation and she's actually like spying on Roxxon. And then bad stuff is happening over there and she has to run away and she calls Coulson and he's like, I thought you were on vacation. And she's like, no, no. Well, not when Roxanne's up to stuff. And he's like, OK, when you get out of this safely, you have to take a real vacation. Yeah, yeah. She, she's a newer character, I think. Um, but she is also kind of a newer potential love interest for Thor. Mm, um, I got that vibe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she she seems pretty cool. I haven't seen her in much outside of the Thor uh, stuff here that Jason Aaron 
did uh but yeah i i like her a lot she is spunky she just like she has a like a i i I don't want to say calling but she she feels like she has a duty to like right she's she's taking her paid vacation by spying Uh on roxon and infiltrating right and like that's what she should be doing at work uh, and what they would have right. had her do at work, though, probably some more red tape and, and stuff uh-huh. like that. And she's just like, ah, I'll go get this done by myself. Right. Um, right. <laughs> I did kind of like seeing that aspect of it because we've never talked before about how, you know, like Thor's always on the clock. You know, so many of these superheroes, like they do that professionally, but not in a very mm-hmm. structured way, the way you and I have a job. You imagine maybe the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents have this, but like we never see Maria Hill being like, yeah, I, I got to go use up my vision insurance before it expires at the end of the year. I liked right. getting to see this glimpse of stop working. You are on vacation. We gave you vacation <laughs> time. You are supposed to use it. Don't yep. be a hero right now. Exactly. And you mentioned Colson. Um, he mm-hmm. was brought into the comics after he started appearing in the movies. Uh, so it's neat to see him uh, in in yeah. this. Like, hey, it's Agent Coulson. Good for him. Is he an, an MCU original? Was he not in any comics I, beforehand? I think so. I, huh. I, could, I could be wrong on that, but I, I guess we shall find out. Let me see if I can look it up here. <laughs> Yeah, you look that up and yeah, Thor believes it must be Roz Solomon. She's the last person left and he's confronting Thor. He, Odinson, that's what he wants to be called now. Odinson goes and confronts Thor to say, I know it's you. I'm not mad. He says, I'm not jealous. Actually, I am kind of jealous, but like, I don't expect you to apologize for it. I just want you to tell me what's happening. Like, he Mm -hmm. handles it very well. And to say, like, Roz, I know it's you. Can we talk about this? How how what makes you so worthy? Not trying to interrogate or just trying to learn more about the situation. And then then Roz comes down in a helicopter like there you guys are. Hey, get up here. Yeah. Uh, So Phil Coulson. Uh, did not originate in the comics, uh, but if from Marvel, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, okay. Here. Uh, his first appearance. It's in Iron Man. We all know this. Actually, it's in a comic called Battle Scars. Number one. I don't I don't know what this is exactly here. Um, Battle. Is there like a little plot summary here? So. Here's the solicit synopsis. Uh, The post-Fear Itself Marvel Universe begins here. Who is Army Ranger uh, Marcus Jones, and how could he tear the Marvel Universe apart? Some some side story. Well, I've never heard of him, so I guess he didn't do a good job of tearing it apart. (laughs) Right? (laughs) The Marvel Universe was not changed forever. (laughs) (laughs) you've never heard of this guy funny stuff um but but yeah good for phil colson he's he's Mm -hmm. right there so always happy to see him (laughs) indeed um yeah so uh we talked a little bit about the mystery did 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 you have a like if 
I, I know you knew who it was, but yeah. did, did, did you ha- like did you feel like the book was kind of leaning towards like we want you to think it's this person <sighs> instead of that? I think or- towards the beginning there uh, perhaps you would think, oh, this is Freya taking this over because she's apparently just come off a period where Odin was an Odin sleep or like he self imprisoned himself or something. I don't know if he exile. was awake or asleep. Yeah. Uh, and she's been the all mother. I guess it was under her mm-hmm. rule that it became Asgardia instead of Asgard. And he comes back. He's very mad. This Odin is not as nice as the Anthony Hopkins Odin. And even that guy isn't the nicest. This Odin's a real jerk. Uh, oh, yeah. And he sort of kicks her out like, no, it's it's my rule. All mother, reign of the all mother gone. All father's back in town. And you do think it might be her for a little while, sort of taking up this mantle to get back at him or to have be powerful in some other way. Yeah, until Jane grabs her, her former boyfriend and kisses him. And she's like, would your mom do that? And he's like, I, I hope she wouldn't. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I felt Lady Sif was the one that they were kind of mm, leaning towards. Yeah. Because uh, they bring her up multiple times of, of mm. uh, like, well, you weren't there. You are a worthy, like, warrior. Like, you like you have the fighting skills to know how to do all of that stuff. I, I And Thor is sitting there like, I don't think you're a bad person. So you could potentially be worthy, I guess. Right. I don't know. Like, I, yeah, this thing is magical. So I don't necessarily understand exactly what, you know, mm. what makes someone worthy or not. Yeah. But, um, I, yeah that I, is a I question you're thinking of. Sif, um, at, at, Understandable. At yeah. Yeah. Always yeah. happy to see her and the Warriors three, since we haven't gotten to spend a ton of time with them in the films. It's nice mm-hmm. whenever they pop up in comics. Oh yeah, they're they're always there, being merry, drinking. No, before weed, I forget about ale. it, in one of these annual short stories, these one-offs where it's about like a younger Thor, like kind of a a, a college age equivalent of Thor, uh, mm-hmm. in one of his earlier adventures, Mephisto comes to town to challenge him, and they have a drinking, a drinking contest. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Another great mirror to the first episode I was ever on, Infinity Gauntlet. That also had Mephisto in it. I know that, like go. between yeah. these two stories, there's lots of repeating characters, <laughs> but specifically Mephisto. The fact that we've not seen Mephisto in the past 196 episodes, and look, now he's back. Yep, indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, I, 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 I liked the. Annuals. Uh, oftentimes, those st- st- stories are just good. Let's just have a fun romp, right? Like, mm. let's have a, dr- a drinking contest with the devil. Let's do some. Let's 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 test this new lady Thor, right? Let's see if she's up to the challenge. And they just come up with the like, okay, you must sneak in and steal a lock I of this that queen's one. Yeah. hair. And and Thor woke her up and got burned and fire was everywhere and all this. And she just walks up and is like, excuse me, like, let me wake you up from your nap. Right. And like, my name is, is Jane. Like, here's my situation. Like, can I have a She's like, yes, <laughs> of course. Um. I, 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 yeah, there, there, there's there's some good moments in mm-hmm. those. Those are a lot of uh, fun. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite moments that I think is also really, really f- fun 
uh, that was not in the annual, uh, but in the main issue, I, th I think, uh, was when uh, she's out and Crusher Creel is like robbing a bank oh, or yes! something. Yeah! And, and he's, he's like, the new Thor is a woman? What is as dumb as hell? And 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 mm -hmm. then his wife Titania locks up and is like, "What's happening here? What's going? On? Wait, Thor's a woman? Well, this is cool. <laughs> she's, right? She, like she's she like, surrenders. Yeah, she's yeah. Just like, I'll give you a go ahead and like put me in jail. Doing. Good for you. Right? Good I for her. I want this new female Thor to have a win under her belt. Like, go ahead and throw me in prison. I'll take that L. But if we meet again, I'm absolutely going to kick your butt. But for this one time, yeah, you take this one. It's a great it took, moment. And like, it, I did like that a lot. Yeah. And especially because I'm looking at these two. I'm like, these are familiar. Why do I know them? They were in She-Hulk, right? Didn't Titania fight She-Hulk? Probably. Yeah. That uh, handful of, who was it, Dan Slott's She-Hulk run that mm -hmm. we read? Yeah, I, wow. I, I believe she's in there and, and that she shows up a bunch and as some of the like smaller villains of just like she's in New York robbing banks and getting put in jail and breaking out and then robbing more banks and getting put in jail. <laughs> wow. So. What a life cycle. It right. is amazing that I, I feel like I've read so few Marvel comics. Even if, like, we'll read maybe, like, two a year or something here on the show. I feel like I've barely scratched the surface, but there are very specific characters like, oh, Crusher Creel is back. I've barely read any comics, but I've encountered Crusher Creel like, uh, twice. The Wrecking Crew. The Wrecking Crew is back. We still have yet to <laughs> encounter one of my favorite, uh, like, throwaway characters. Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> 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 who, who has a glue who has Someday. two glue guns and just shoots glue at people paste pot pee. we'll get to it <laughs> you, i would love if one week you just gave me like here's a bunch of assorted runs they're not as notable but they knock off like a bunch of weird little side villains i want to cover so you're yeah. like i just found something with paste pot pete in it uh what's the comic with the louis guzman wizard yeah, that's a Doctor Strange one, which I think right. is actually also written by J J Jason Aaron. Oh, nice. Here. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Senor Magical. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, yeah, so we, we, we have all of that. I, it's, it's a good mystery. We've covered that a bit here. Uh, I do want to talk a little bit about the Roxxon stuff that's happening here. And yeah. Malkith and Dario azure um who is a, an interesting character indeed um, first off i gotta say his name's dario azure you look at his name dagger d azure his name is dagger i bet this is going to be a knife guy i bet he throws knives has a bunch of blades on him or something no he turns into a minotaur <laughs> He is a minotaur. He has the spirit of the minotaur of myth. Like in, in, Not in a him. minotaur. The, the minotaur. minotaur. Yeah. Um, and yeah, such, such, such a weird character. I've, I've seen him a little bit pop up here uh, in, in Thor. I think he's been in some Hulk, uh, some immortal Hulk. <laughs> oh. um, but 
yeah, him and Malekith are working out a deal. Uh, like you said, he has the skull of King Laufey of the Frost Giants, a.k.a. Loki's dad. Um, yeah, his, his his skull here. And he just has it as a conversation piece. Right. He, he just he dug it up. He found it um, and he's just keeping it. Uh, and Malekith wants it back uh, for some reason. We don't know exactly what through most of the comics. Uh, but by the end of this, we learn that he is resurrecting King Laufey. Um, but yeah, they're working out some deal. And it, it's interesting because in the midst of this mystery of like, who, who's the new Thor? Who could it be? They have this like, uh, like anti-corporation story just about, yeah. about the like how how big and bad c- corporations are and how much they don't care about what they're doing to the environment and all that mm. stuff and how much of the work that they do is just kind of throw away like oh something <laughs> thor is dis- destroying the b- b- building and eh, it's fine we'll just write it off the insurance will c- yeah cover it um but what did you think of this stuff was was this a storyline you were interested in were you a little bit lost with this what what's Ah! going on here sometimes i was a little bit lost i think my problem was that i was i would read these before bed the standard Uh, reading time and i was always too tired and then i'd get to everything written in the fancy asgard font and like something about it i could not concentrate yeah. Right. I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Shakespeare stuff. I've seen it. I know. Um, so I was a little lost, but I, I think that's on me uh, and okay. not the book. I loved Malekith. I like I've seen Thor, the dark world. I know that he's Christopher Eccleston. He's very somber. This Malekith, he's wearing this like battle dress. He's very sassy. He's beha- yeah. yeah. Behaving the way you would expect like a, a Loki to behave. I really enjoyed his presence. I like him. When he goes to visit the frost giants and they truly put him in scale, there's a shot of him walking and you realize he is walking on the banquet table. He's next to like a giant plate of fruit or something. He's so small compared to the literal frost giants. He's just walking around their dinner table trying to make a deal with them. And and then he just goes and bothers Dario Agar for this for this skull. That's one thing that I like about the comics, the frost giants literally are giants like they are yeah. huge whereas in the mcu yeah they're big they can be considered right. giants but they're more like eight maybe nine feet tall which is right. still really really tall but it's not the same scale that yeah. these ones are 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 at like the frost giants of the comics would be like three stories tall like they they'd be huge um, I like that. I, yeah, I, so I, I, I do really like that. But yeah, this Malekith is much more, like I said, flamboyant. Uh, he's much more lively. He, he's emotive. He schemes, right? Whereas in the, the, the one we got in the MCU is much more... Like, like you said, somber and still and calculated and very yeah. like precise uh, where I, you, you made the comparison to Loki, um, which I, 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 I can 
is he that I, I i don't know if i read him as much of a like trickster or i'm trolling you in that kind of but there's way. something but about him that feels right feels theatrical feels right, exactly. kind of sneaky yeah exactly um and yeah he they're the it's the second story arc so after jason aaron does that initial like god butcher arc uh there is a story arc uh with malachik uh mm-hmm. and they they I, I i forget why they go fight him exactly i think they need to go retrieve something or steal something i think they need to plan a heist uh and so thor gets He's like, I need a troll and I need this and that, all that stuff. And they yeah. go steal something there. And that's when they learn that Malekith is up to something and they don't know what. Um, and so, yeah. As J- Chase and Aaron is writing these comics, you kind of slowly learn that Malekith is setting up all of these things. He's resurrecting mm-hmm. Laufey. He's doing this and that. And it all culminates in uh, what eventually uh, is a Marvel event book called war of the realms um and okay this big like war between asgard and midgard versus the yeah malekith and the feroz giants and these people and all that stuff uh it's a big old fight um with their spills out into new york and and stuff like that there's a lot of good good stuff in that um neat yeah and that's kind of the culmination of jason aaron's run he does write thor and some thor related stuff after that too uh but it's not as much of a like hey everything in this thor run is building up to something like he pay attention this is gonna be the big marvel stuff here it's Mm. more just like let me just have my own like quiet thor book here on this side here um but uh yeah yeah i the the rocks on stuff it, it's it's always interesting for me to see rocks on in marvel mm. stuff because they are the like the the stereotypical like uh, some evil corporations up to something yeah. must be rocks on uh, mm. so I, it's it's neat to see them show up from time to time because they are always up to something they are kind of like tight and crusher uh-huh. Creel, right or the wrecking crew they just show up they're there they're doing something you know they shouldn't be um but here they are uh and so i i i kind of like that it is i mean in the real world right there always is that saying that corporations are kind of like people right like legally speaking they're they're they, they have uh-huh. a lot of the same rights as people or you hear people talking about man i really liked this batman book because gotham the city itself just felt like a character yeah like yeah to me roxanne always feels like a character this this corporation feels like a character (laughs) uh which is wild um one of my favorite little details in this book is that we meet dario azure and he's uh He's full of himself. He doesn't care about anybody around him. He's, he's mm-hmm. rich and he's egotistical. And you see him like in his business suit. And later you like see him in his private quarters and he's wearing a bathrobe with an R monogrammed on it. He's not monogrammed his bathrobe with his own initials. 
He monogrammed it with the initial of his company. Not, and it's not the Roxxon yeah. logo. It's like a fancy cursive R that stands for Roxxon. And I thought that choice was fascinating. <laughs> this man is like, he's so egotistical, but like as CEO of this company, like he still knows the company is larger than he is. And that's what he wants. He wants the entire legacy, not of his own life, but of all of Roxxon. That's what he feels proud of. He's like, put that on my bathrobe. Right. And just just imagine Jeff Bezos with the bathrobe on and it has the Amazon smile right. logo right. See, on it. And it's not that. It's it's if he had a bathrobe that just said A. Right, yeah. <laughs> but like so so he like you said, like he's more interested in kind of the future of Roxxon. This this Mm. Uh, this long-lasting legacy of Roxxon, which is an interesting comparison to what's happening to Thor here. Because when, mm. when, when you mentioned that Thor himself gave Jane Foster uh, Thor, yes. Thor, Thor his name, he's yeah. at, at the end of the day, he's more concerned about the legacy. And I think so, mm. someone else in this book, I, don't, I think it's Freya who has a moment where she's speaking to Jane Foster. Foster, who who's who who says something along the same lines here of 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 like, look, it doesn't matter if you're worthy or not to pick up the hammer. You have the name Thor now. Like that is the legacy. This yeah. hammer will shatter the magical wear off. Yeah. Who, who knows? Something will ha- happen. But you carry the legacy of a god. Now, that is the thing that is lasting and will last much, much longer. Um, and in a similar way, Dario Azure is is being like, man, I need a rocks on to be set mm. up for millions of years. Uh, yeah. In the business deal that he sets up with Malekith, I think he gets like the mining rights to Niflheim uh, for the next yeah. like, millennia. Right. Or, or something like that. Uh, it, it's just it, it's it's kind of wild because he knows that this is not something he's going to see in his lifetime, um, which I, I, I guess I don't know if he's immortal or not. I don't think he is, but who knows? Um, hmm. But but still, like it's a long ways off. There is this idea of legacy. Um, which is also interesting to me because. I feel like traditionally Marvel Comics has been pretty bad at legacy, um, whereas DC Comics tends to do that a lot better. Yeah. Where you have Dick Grayson as Robin, and then he grows up and becomes Nightwing, and then you you get a new Robin, and then they get killed off, but then they're not dead, and then they become Red Hood, and then you get a new mm. Robin, and then they go off and become Red Robin, and then you get a new Robin. And then, like, there, there's all these legacy characters. There's multiple Green Lanterns that take up the ring and join. Um, there's, there's, there's times when... Uh, characters like Wildcat or someone will will get sick and then someone else will have to mm. t- take up the mantle. The f- the Flash is a h- h- huge one. Uh, when Barry Allen dies, Wally West, whose kid Flash steps up and becomes the new Flash. Like DC Comics is really all about legacy 
And mm. Marvel, until recently, hasn't been. Um, yeah. Especially now with Miles Morales, uh, with Miss mm. Marvel, uh, with yeah. Jane Foster Thor. Uh, with, mm. with, with just there's been a number of characters who have recently been introduced that have mm. started to put this idea of le- 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 legacy in Marvel comics, and I I think just in comics, in superhero stories in general, it's a strong theme. Yeah, and it's effective. Um, as yeah. times change, right? Just as new new readers come in, like things change, mm-hmm. and it's it's sometimes nice to always have those same familiar stories of Superman and Lois Lane, and they're in love and they get married and all that mm. stuff. But at the same time, you also want things to ch- change, um, and 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 be new and be exciting, right? And yeah. uh, I, I think this book is a great example of that. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, it's fascinating that Thor gives up his the name, the, like not his. It's a name that became a superhero identity, but that's also like the birth name. He had that name since he was a baby. Right. He's like, I shouldn't be named this anymore. <laughs> it's your name now. Could go by my last name only. Like, there's no real world equivalent of this. It's not like when Johnny Carson leaves the Tonight Show. Jay Leno mm. takes over the Tonight Show and he's like, my name isn't Jay Leno anymore. Johnny Carson told me I'm Johnny Carson now. <laughs> I find really this strange. pattern fascinating. <laughs> like it doesn't repeat. It's not anything I think any real person relates to. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's been in there. Whoever hosts the review show after me, like they will be Kyle Springer. Right. (laughs) Yes. There will forever be a Kyle and a Melissa. We don't care what their original names are. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, I like I the 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 things that I don't like about this book, like I Mm. mentioned at the start, like this book is not without its problems. Um, but mm. I, I think those problems really come with the idea that this is not the start of the story, right? This is yeah. not issue one of Jason Aaron's run on Thor. This is like he did like 27 issues of Thor before this. He did original sin on like after after that. And then it's it's this. So he has like he's been working on this for a number of years um to to lead up to this point and uh that i think is where the problem as much as this is a Mm. good jumping on point for new readers uh yeah there's a lot happening here there's a lot going on that i just i like we said that like there's really only eight issues in these first two Mm. volumes of this mystery of who the new thor is we don't really get that great of a story with her of like oh she has like this new bad guy and has to defeat the bad she has to overcome the bad like there's not a good story Mm. like that right um i don't know like it's like that's what i feel like this story is lacking and unfortunately at the end of volume two 
uh like mm. you, you see on that last page it's like this is continued in secret wars and it's like well, oh all right so this it just gets interrupted by an event book here and stuff like this so i i mm. like mm. i feel like it was one of those things he's like all right i have eight issues to introduce this character yeah and kind of do this mystery and have people like her but also not really enough to give you a proper hero introduction if that makes mm. sense so i'm just i'm just gonna do this little mystery story then we'll get interrupted by this event book and then when we come back like that's when we'll we'll, we'll get some some poor goddess of thunder so that's my kind of gripe with this book is that as mm-hmm. good as yeah. it is it still feels lacking like we're missing something here yeah and that is i think an, an unfortunate side effect of just the way volume two is structured that it wasn't uh, additional issues of the story that it was this right bonus material that i really it's, enjoyed but it did mean that i got conclusions yeah a, yeah a smaller scope of the main story here yeah i think my only fault with it is i i don't know how aware mjolnir is if meal like how much does mjolnir think about what it's doing and why it chooses certain people is worthy jane foster her her conflict is I must be Thor, even if it kills me. Why does Mjolnir want to kill this lady? There's nobody else Mjolnir could have picked. What? It, I'm, I'm troubled by the 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 continual pattern of you must destroy yourself for this job, and that is correct. I, I don't think. See, I I don't read it like that, and I I, I want to say I don't think it's meant to be read like that but i've never heard anyone say that so it's interesting that that's like that's what you picked up on because to to me like jane being around thor so much i think recognizes Mm. his importance and what Mm he does for humanity that she now has this conviction that as she mentioned in the book like there must always be a thor someone needs to to be there and help in the way that he does. And Thor becomes unworthy, can't pick up the hammer. And I think because of her staunch conviction, that's why Mjolnir calls out to her. Mm. Uh, as again, the book mentions that Mjolnir called to her. Uh, but yes. I, I, I don't think it is this like, you 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 need to be thor and die for this because you need to (laughs) right like it's just it's it's i i think it's recognizing her conviction and and it hey might not be the ideal situation but Mm. look you you are someone who is worthy let's she she is yeah let's be thor i'm not arguing with that she is she's kind she's intelligent she's she does have this tremendous conviction. She knows the context of Thor, right. the role in the world. I do understand there must always be a Thor that if this role comes to her, she she would want to step up and be a hero. But mm-hmm. I, I just think about how she doesn't, Mjolnir doesn't call to her and she doesn't have any sort of negotiation like, okay, I'm flattered, but. Don't I deserve to live a healthy life? Why is it me? 
not like, whoa, okay, thank you. I understand why I'm Thor. Why does Thor have to go fight all these battles? Why does Thor have to go fight Crusher, Creel, and Titania? Is is Jessica Jones busy? <laughs> Who's around? <laughs> Who lives there? Like, I think I I wish that there was more of a specific reason why it is. Like, I understand why she is Thor. But I, I was like, she just, in a world with so many heroes, to have certain heroes be so self-sacrificing and never have the moments of, does this have to be me all the time? I know it is good to always show up when I am called to always help people. Right. I, I think I just like to see moments where heroes think more about what do I deserve? Do I deserve my health more than Spider-Man deserves a, a weekend off? Can, can I call him and ask him for help fighting Titanium and Crusher Creel? Right. Like, I mean, we already mentioned there's the whole thing with Roz Solomon still just like yeah. having this crazy conviction to, to do what's right and do good mm. and infiltrate rocks on to see what Dario Azure is up to and stop them from hurting the environment. And it's just this unyielding conviction that everyone has. And it's good, but it's weird. Yes. Yeah, that's. It's an angle that always fascinates me with superhero stories. Going back to Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2, where Spider-Man's like, the people of New York need me. I can't go to class. I can't go see Mary Jane's play. I can't hold down a steady job. Fate is telling me it is wrong for me to have those things, and I must give all of myself to protecting New York City. That uh, conflict between doing good and between being good and being well, being healthy, how often yeah. goodness is for these larger than life superheroes who are always on the clock, how often goodness is in opposition to any sense of their own personal, physical, mental and emotional health. And when yeah. is their line where they say, I should not do this anymore. There absolutely should be a hero here, but I have to clock out. It can't be me this time. Yeah, that's that. That is in, in, an interesting thought. There was a book recently uh, that uh, got kind of mixed feelings about how it ended because they did something to a certain character in there that a lot of people didn't like how they treated him. Uh, but I thought it was an interesting thought. It was along the lines of what you just said is that, hey, being a hero is often in opposition to one's own wellness mm. and one's own mental health. Uh, and you see a lot of traumatic stuff, right? Um, and there was a book that DC Comics put out called Heroes in, in Crisis. Uh, mm. And, of course, the word crisis in DC oh, yes. Comics is big, like, uh-oh, something's happening here. Um, but it, it was a book in in which they introduced this idea that hey i i I don't remember if it was like superman and batman thought up the idea or who set it up but they set up basically a house that is kind of like a therapy house Mm -hmm. for heroes and villains that they can go there anonymously uh and basically have these therapy sessions uh, to do all of this. And so you, you see a lot of them 
in this like nine panel garage talking about all of their 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 stuff and they're like man i did this and that and it like it was an interesting idea it had this idea that like yeah why do does it always have to be me? Why do I have such a sense? And it 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 does mm-hmm. start to have some of those those conversations uh, along that that line of just like where 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 does my own mental health fit in? Yeah. Um, so an interesting concept indeed. Yeah, I, I there is a great conflict going on here. It is compelling. It is affecting. I just think I would have gotten more out of it if I had a greater understanding of why Jane feels like uh, not just that Mjolnir has called to her that she wants to stand up to Mjolnir to, to, to hold up to this this role that has been bestowed upon her. I wish I had a better understanding of why she thinks every single battle that's around, I ought to be there. That must be what must happen. I have to. And why there's no negotiation of why me? When am I allowed to step down for my own health? Like, yeah. to us, the reader sees this situation is unsustainable. I wish I had more of a sense of her thinking, this is unsustainable. I should get out of this. Or have a very, very good reason why she feels like she can't get out of this. If there is something that truly falls to Thor and only Thor. And her version of Thor, too. So, yeah. Well, good stuff. I'm I'm glad mm-hmm. you, you enjoyed this 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 book. Yeah, this is this is a great one, a great book indeed. Tremendous art, like I said, the mm. colors in Matthew Wilson on the colors on this book, tremendous. <laughs> Good looking book. Uh, the three short stories we get in the annual all have different art styles to them that are all very well paired with the tone of the individual story those three yep. are really impressive it was fun to see the uh the what if the historic what if yeah i want to read i took a photo of this one panel because i thought it was just so wild that um in this old what if from the 70s jane foster finds his hammer gets the powers of thor and because there's nobody around to tell her you are thor now she thinks Oh, it seems like I'm like Thor. Maybe I should have an identity that nods to that. I went to school with a Norwegian girl named Thordis. That name's pretty. I'll call myself Thordis. <laughs> so Thordis, uh, she's figuring out things she can do with the hammer. Mm-hmm. And she, at one point she says, by rotating the hammer at high speeds, it emits antimatter particles. I hope. <laughs> I hope. Yes, it's working. <laughs> I'll now use this as a fan to blow the particles at these people. Terrific. The antimatter particles reverses their atoms and brings them back to normal after they'd been like, there was some spell that turned them into negatives, which was a really striking panel. Like it's something that you expect to just be like an an art metaphor to see these people starkly outlined in black and white. No, that is what all passerby sees them as. Like some people in New York City are walking around and they see three other people who have turned into negatives they have turned into line drawings and so this is what she figures out like i guess if i spin the hammer it'll emit like an a backwards particle uh and blow particles on them and then they'll be better and then that happens and she's right (laughs) man magic it's it's just Mm. a science that you don't understand yet yeah whatever Thor said probably 
um <laughs> yeah yeah comics are filled with all sorts of stuff like that <laughs> it's 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 great it's a it's it's terrible mm. but it's g- great at the same time mm. just because of how ridiculous the whole thing is um but yeah I, I think that's kind of about all i have to say on thor goddess of thunder here mm. yeah good book i'm glad we read that that one it was a good refresher for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, let's see. Where is my bingo sheet? That's what I want to pull up. Bingo here. time! Bingo time! Bingo, 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 bingo. Mm. Oh no! Why is bingo not sh- showing up? What's happening? Oh here? no! Is bingo? Hello, Binger. Hello. What? Why is Bingo uh, not showing up on my end? That's weird. Well, I'm looking at my personal copy of my Bingo sheet, uh, and this seems so easy. I'm, it seems almost like a trick for me to be able to cross out signature weapon or move, because that's yes. the center of the entire series is Mjolnir, the famous weapon. Indeed, you can absolutely cross that one off. Uh, that I gives me that another bingo then, straight hey, down the middle. Sure does. Right, I got two bingos. Uh, whoops, let's see here. I, un- un- I have fake fast food brand, poison, signature weapon or move, the free space, a courtroom scene, a butler, and an actor playing themselves. There you go, there you go. Um, let's see here. No misunderstood monster. No villain with a pet, I don't think. Dario um, Agar is his own pet. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, let's see. Reaction in one, no small town cop. No character who connects to computers. No Hans Zimmer score. No. Um, Diary entry, no. Spaceship AI, no. Numbers as clues or anything, no. Character gets hit through, through, through a building. I'm pretty sure we got this. That sounds right. Do you, do you, do you have that one, too? Character oh, gets hit I don't think I have that on this sheet. I had that last year. Okay. But um, I like, it was never able to cross it out. It was I never got the character gets hit through building of my dreams. Okay, well, I marked that one that I still don't have any bingos. You now have two, but I am one away in three different spots. Awesome. And I'm two away in a couple other spots yeah i'm i'm so close but melissa has taken the lead yep (sighs) okay hopefully it's not gonna be like last year where i had one and melissa has like nine (laughs) (laughs) good stuff uh bingo card has been updated unfortunately video version could not see this one i don't know why um this happened a, like a month ago, too, like two months ago, where it just like it wouldn't show up on stream. I don't know why. Mm. Uh, 
Uh, there you go. That is updated. That's been saved. We'll do all of that stuff. So, Melissa, let's do recommendations next. If people enjoyed this, what else might they enjoy? I don't feel like I have anything to recommend that is new to the listener of this episode. Like, if they're here, they already know the, the MCU movies, which is my main other uh, access to Thor. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, I think this is the first dedicated Thor topic I've ever read. I mean, he's popped sure. up in other books we've read. I've never read anything that is specifically Thor. Uh, but I would recommend The Creamsicle. The, the dessert. Okay. <laughs> because the whole time I was reading this book, all I could think about was that one panel <laughs> from, like, some old comic where Thor says, uh... I have joined the exalted halls of the godly realms. This day, I am offered a creamsicle. <laughs> I thought about that. I thought about the old ads where the superheroes would give people hostess fruit pies. Good, goodness gracious. Uh, so my recommendation to the audience is like, pick up a creamsicle. In Asgard. You are worthy of a creamsicle. Anybody can be. <laughs> you don't have to be chosen. You choose yourself to have a creamsicle. There you go, there you go. Um, so I, of course, outside of the MCU, I would also recommend reading the start of Jason Aaron's run on Thor, Thor, God of Thunder, uh, which is entitled uh, the, the first arc, I believe, is called the God Butcher arc there. Um, and that is also factoring into the new Thor movie, Thor, Love and Thunder. Uh, yeah. So that would be a good next step uh, if you started with the this one uh, to go check that out. Um, I would also I want to recommend a book. Uh, so you you pitched this one because hey, on your first first yeah. uh, review show podcast you were on, it was a Marvel comic. We were preparing for Infinity War or Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, right before that, I read a comic called Velvet. Uh, oh, yes. I want to recommend that. This is not superhero based, but it is a comic. It is a spy like action adventure James Bond style comic. Lots of espionage. Uh, but in a similar way, this is about a woman uh, who ends up becoming the main spy, the main character the basic pitch is what if uh or money penny from james bond was also a a spy and used to be one back in the day and has to come out of retirement and uh be be you know the big action star uh, not because like there's a new mission and she gets called to do that, but there's something going on within her organization and mm-hmm. she's the only one that sees it. And no one really takes her serious because she's a woman. She's maybe a little bit older, uh, stuff like that. So she she takes it into her own hands. Um the comic is written by Ed Brubaker, I believe. No, um, written by Greg Rucka. Oh, I, ha- I have it on on my sh- shelf here. Uh, I, sh- I should go pick it up. But yeah, 
the, the book is fantastic. I loved it. There's really only three volumes um, to to check out. So it's a pretty short read uh, that that you, 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 you can check check out. Uh, and it is well worth your time. It is a very good book. I highly recommend it. And the art is fantastic. Um, definitely one worth picking up. If you want a little bit more of the like legacy Marvel characters, uh, of course, I mentioned Miles Morales. Uh, you can pick up some of his his books. He'd be a good one to ch- check out. Or Miss Marvel, uh, as yeah. her Disney Plus sh- show is coming down the road pretty soon here. Um, I just started reading the Miss Marvel comics with my girlfriend, uh, and they are great. They're wonderful. I love them a lot. Um, they, they'd be one to check out too, especially if you're wanting more of like a traditional like superhero origin story uh, and, and good like first battle that I felt like we kind of missed here with these comics mm. here. Uh, the 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 first v- volumes of Miss Marvel uh, would be a good one to check out there. So there you go. Yeah, those would be my recommendations. All right, next week, Melissa, it's our mm. end of the month special. Yes, which means season one of Fringe is what we will be covering. Uh, for yes. the next five months, or I guess now next four months, um, we are going to be covering all of Fringe. Uh, this is the TV series that J.J. Abrams uh, helped to launch, I think, what, around season two or three of Lost? Oh, it was after that. that. I think started, the show I came think. out in like 2008 or 2009. Okay, maybe more so when Lost was wrapping up then. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Lost was, you know, a big, big hit. And everyone was wondering what these creators were g- 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 going to do next. And Fringe was the next TV show. It is a uh, X-Files style yep. show kind of where each week is a new mystery, but it's a weird mystery that deals with fringe science teleportation Mm -hmm. mutations all kinds of weird strange things happening uh yeah nothing supernatural no ghosts here no aliens yeah yeah um this is an uh, a great one to check out i have seen the entirety of the show before melissa i think you've seen a little bit of it right you you haven't seen all of it no, I watched season one when it was airing, and I think I watched into season t- two, but I, I don't know if I ever got to season three. Like, this was airing okay. when right around, like, I was finishing high school, I was starting college. I had to drop a lot of shows just because I was busy. So I've, I've never finished this one. Gotcha. Cool. Well, yeah. Uh, for the next f- few months here, every month, we will be watching a new se- season, and at the end of the month, we will be talking about it here. Uh, at the review show so season one is up next uh for this next week i'm excited uh yeah. to talk about this show it's gonna be a good one but i have my pitches ready for two weeks from two? now if yeah. you want to hear those so? 
May f- uh, May 1st. Wow, May 1st already. Jeepers. Yeah. All right. Uh, so pitch number one. We are dipping back into the well of Marvel Comics here for pitch number one. Ooh. Uh, I want to read. I think he only did three volumes of this. So it's a real quick read. I feel like we can read the, the, the whole thing here. Uh, but I wanted to read vo- volumes one through three of Moon Knight written by Jeff Lemire. Uh, ah! And art by Greg Smallwood. Um, this says Mark Spector, a.k.a. Moon Knight slash Jake Lockley slash Stephen Grant has been fighting criminals and keeping and keeping New York's heady safe for years. Or has he? When Mark Spector wakes up in an in insane asylum with no powers and a lifetime's worth of medical records, all of his identities are called into question. He's surrounded by faces. Haughty doctor, haughty doctor, hostile orderlies, vacant-eyed patients, but maybe those faces are just masks. Some might hide friends or enemies or even worse, gods and monsters. Mark's got to get out. The moon is Hi, the mask is on, but if he but if he succeeds in escaping, will he find only a city of sand? And what will it mean when Mark Spector comes face to face with Moon Knight? Everything you may. Everything, you know, may be wrong and you'd be insane not to find out for sure. Okay, when are these from? This is from about 2016. Oh, 2016, okay. 2017. He did uh, a small run on that. Let me see. When is this one here? Book three of this covers 10 through 14. So, yeah, there's 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 14 issues total. Um, these are okay. all the ones written by Jeff Lemire, who's a favorite uh, of us yes. here on the show. Uh, that's why I thought I would pick that. and. Uh, we'd be covering this and it would come out uh, the week before the Moon Knight Disney Plus show concludes. Oh, um, OK. So it, it, it would be, uh, be just in time for all of that stuff there. That's pitch number one. Pitch number two. Since I watched Venom recently. I thought, you know, let's dip into the superhero movies that I haven't seen. Aha! And I want to watch Deadpool 1 and 2. I haven't oh, seen these. Oh, right! Um, these are, are ones that I, I was excited for the first Deadpool, and then I just never got around to watching it. And it just, it, I, I kind of got to be one of those things of just like, well, I'll get to it eventually. And I just yeah. I haven't. Um, so Deadpool 1 and 2. Uh, I think these these would be uh, some fun movies to watch, uh, and uh, we would have plenty of time to watch these as we are finishing up Fringe. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like these really need an explanation all that much. You know, um, he's uh, he's Canadian. 
he has cancer then isn't uh, cancer again pervasive in the marvel universe get yourselves yeah. checked everybody uh then he becomes entirely cancer uh puts on a suit has like a sword loves chimichangas you know yeah he is this like fourth wall breaking anti-hero in the marvel universe yeah uh he gets his name from the clint eastwood movie he is kind of a spoof on uh on uh god why am i on deathstroke from the dc comics uh deadpool's name is wade wilson deathstroke's name is slade wilson Um, oh I i didn't put that together before Yep. Uh, whereas whereas Deathstroke is like gravely serious all of the time. Uh, Deadpool uh, is sarcastic and funny and just makes jokes nonstop. Um, and yeah, I, I know that people like these movies a lot. Um, I don't. Are, did these get put on Disney Plus with the new round of stuff? I don't these- know. These have not, but I think these are, uh, I think since the Fox acquisition, the MCU is going to be, Deadpool will show up. It's been theorized that maybe you could have like a brief cameo or Easter egg in Multiverse of Madness since he is connected to the X-Men. So that would be pretty nice timing to watch these right before Multiverse of Madness. True indeed. True Mm -hmm. indeed. Uh, Uh, No, they're not on Disney Plus yet. They might be on Hulu. I think I think I saw them on HBO Max. Um, oh, good. OK, that is where I was also looking for pitch number three here. Um, this is Blade Runner Black Lotus. This oh. is in a Japanese American CGI anime television series based on the Blade Runner franchise uh that just wrapped up its first season i don't know if there's going to be a season two or not or if this is just a mini series uh but it just wrapped up in february um it was a co-production between crunchyroll and adult swim uh in huh. a, yeah uh and debuted on adult swim all of that stuff black lotus takes place in los angeles in 2032 10 years after uh or 10 years into to the aftermath of Blackout 2022, uh, which, by the way, is a short uh, is a techno war cyberpunk a- a- anime short film directed by Senichiro Watanabe, um, who did Cowboy Bebop and the like. Uh, but it's set before 2036 Nexus Dawn. Which is a 2017 American neo noir science fiction short film acting as a prequel to the feature f- film Blade Runner 2049. So, this makes me want to go to sleep. Right. Uh, and centers on a female replicant protagonist. It also f- includes familiar characters from the Blade Runner universe. Um, from what I understand, uh, the main character wakes up uh, in the back of a transport vehicle with a black lotus t- tattoo on her shoulder and unable a- a- to recall her memories. Um, and it is kind of her trying to figure out who she is, what's happening, mm-hmm. uh, what the deal is with all this black lotus stuff. 
Uh, I've heard good things. The art on this looks incredible. It's CGI. Uh, it looks ah. beautiful. Uh, so, you know me. I, I love a good cyberpunk. Uh, you stuff, do. And this is one I have heard great things about. Uh, and I know that since it uh, recently finished up, it's on my list of things to check out. Uh, and I, I think it's been a while since we've done a good cyberpunk crime noir, tech noir thing here on the show. So true. There you go. That's pitch number three. Uh, pitch number one. The first three volumes of Moon Knight as written by Jeff Lemire and Greg Smallwood. Uh, pitch number two, Deadpool. One and two. And pitch number three, Blade Runner Black Lotus. All good pitches. I'm I'm sorry to turn down our dear friend Jeff, but I would really like to talk about the Deadpool movies with you. I'm, cool. I'm surprised you haven't seen them before. Yeah. I saw both of them in theaters, but I've never rewatched them at home. I'd really like to watch both of them back to back now and uh, see how they play. And we can talk about how we sure. think this uh, fits into the larger world of superhero movies and how we might see them in the MCU in the future. I think sure. now would be a good time to, to broach the topic of Deadpool. There you go. That sounds great to me. Deadpool is what we will do then in about two weeks. Uh, the first week, first weekend of May. Um, so, yeah. But which would have been a normally free comic book day, but I believe it's now been moved to mid-August. Uh, actually, this year I believe it is back to the first uh, week in May. I, I long I only know that because the, the, this week I went to a bunch of comic book stores uh, near me to try and find my 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 new home comic book store. Uh, and one of the things oh. that I that I got they put in a bag that was like free comic book day may 1st here here oh no it's saturday may 7th yeah it's saturday may 7th first saturday in may uh day i'm going to go see dr strange big day for comic books yeah yeah so that'll be good uh all a bunch of stuff to be excited about go get yourself some free comics Mm. from your local comic book store down the road too so uh there you go melissa that is it for this episode of The Review Show. So where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kids shows you feel like only you remember. Our latest episode is our first Saturday Night Obscurity, where mm. uh, we talk about an adult cartoon. And I promise you, this was not my idea. Jams asked a friend, do you want to come on the show? What would you like to talk about? And this friend volunteered of their own volition to talk about the Venture Brothers. I did not force him. Yeah, It was my treat. <laughs> it was a treat to me. A beautiful surprise. I get to talk about Venture Brothers again. S- s- sending out mental signals <laughs> and psychic <laughs> abilities. Talk about Venture Brothers. Talk about Venture Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he could have picked anything. This is what he wanted to talk about. Uh, and we talked specifically about the uh, TV special between seasons five and six, all this in Gargantua 2, which awesome. is 
wild. Almost every character is in there. And Jams knows Venture Brothers less well than I thought he did. He's like, I've actually never watched a lot of this show. So it was a big learning experience for him. I don't know. How are we related? Who knows? (laughs) Uh, Well, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on Twitter. And if you guys want to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share and subscribe. That would help us out a ton. If you have some kind things to say, please go leave a rating and review uh, wherever you get your podcast. That would help us out a ton. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I think that is about it for this one. This has been episode 201 of The Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.